Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined fresh off his first mandatory minicamp of the offseason, Mr. Bo Brock in studio. Bo, how are you on this fine Tuesday? I'm good. It was great to get out there, see the franchise quarterback out there taking snaps for the Arizona Cardinals. It was hotter than shit, but... I think the Arizona Cardinals, are they're ready to go outside of a couple, uh, well, one big absence that I know is probably going to dominate our conversation today. But it was good to see K1 and his coach's comments about his future here in the desert. And then uh, some comments from some players that we got to hear from at the end of the after practice. So real talk, we do this show every day. It's it's the greatest thing ever. But there are some <laughs> certain days, you know, there's not a ton to talk about. And, you know, we figure, okay, Mini camp starting. There's going to be some storylines that unfold, right? We're going to be excited, see how the development of certain players are going. And then by the time, I don't know, like 11 a.m. hit today, we had about seven shit storms on our hands <laughs> that we have to break down and prioritize because this is a, a limited podcast show. We're not going to go on for two hours. But first things first, Bo Brock, uh, Rodney Hudson, who has not been, we've confirmed that he hasn't been in anything this offseason. You figure he's in his 30s. He's a veteran, all pro, right? Been around the block. You don't have to come to anything, Rodney. We'll just see you at mandatory minicamp. Hence the, the mandatory part. Well, you were texting me this morning. You're like, well, Rodney Hudson's not here. I'm like, well, that's strange. Maybe he's traveling. Maybe it's a family matter. No, that's not at all what's happening. You heard it from Cliff Bo, unexcused, and mm-hmm. they're working through it. This has some Robert Alford vibes, does it not? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound like there's a resolution between now and maybe training camp. This thing is going to potentially linger on for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, something that I don't it flew under the radar all off season long. I mean, it got lost in the shuffle as far as people lose their mind about Kyler Murray. And now it seems like Kyler Murray that that's all but, you know, ink on a on paper of a new contract. But now his old trusty center, a guy that. When he was in the lineup last year, the Arizona Cardinals were at their best. I mean, he was mm-hmm. he is just the absolute the, the anchor of that offensive line. He's the as steady as they come, perennial pro bowler at the center position. And now the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they didn't have a backup center. Now they don't have a starting center. Uh, you know, they had Justin Pugh who would slide over from guard and he would take some snaps at center when they were working out and running some drills today. Uh, they had, uh, was it Lysidia Smith out of, is it Virginia Tech? Was it the Virginia yeah. Tech product in the mm-hmm. late rounds of the 2022 draft? Those are your options right now. So, uh, I mean, it, this is a very alarming story that uh, we just kind of became aware of today that the potential of Roddy Hudson not being an Arizona Cardinal is very real. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, as you mentioned, took to the podium today to talk about many things, including the absence of his Pro Bowl center. 
No update. Um, we're working through something with him. As soon as we know, we'll, we'll have that update. Um, not excused. Yikes, first of all. Uh, it's one thing to see those words in a tweet, and then we have the footage here on this show. Anytime you're doing this with your hand and you're just pounding the table, it's not It's not a good look. Um, so the vibe is not great. Rodney Hudson is one of the most important players for the Cardinals. Um, like a DeAndre Hopkins, who's missing the first six games. To me, I, I don't know how this is anything other than, and Bo, we talked about it off air, either him not wanting to participate in offseason stuff because he's a veteran, and if mm -hmm. I'm Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, like, I don't care, and I'm not going to drag somebody through the mud because we need him. Or it's like Rodney's like, guys, I don't even know if I want to play football anymore. He is under contract for the next two years. He's due $10 million this year, eight next year. I think most of it is guaranteed. Um, if he wants a little bit of a raise, like the Cardinals have no leverage, right? You mentioned they have no backup. They brought in Billy Price, formerly of the New York Giants and the Cincinnati Bengals, out of Ohio State once upon a time, first rounder. He's not very good. He's right. a backup in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He should not be starting games for you. Like, I put the over-under this this week. It's like, uh, they're going to bring in Billy Price by the end of the week? And <laughs> is he going to be taking starting reps with you next to Will Hernandez? Are we trying to recapture the magic of the Giants' offensive line from last year? Because if they don't have Rodney Hudson, you talk about being susceptible to interior pressure with Aaron Donald and Armstead and those boys. Seattle's, if anything, they've got a nice defensive line. It is a hot mess disaster. And it, it goes to show you that with this front office, you know, we could laud them. We were big fans of their draft, right? They didn't have a great free agency period, but I thought we rebound. They got some good talent. And since then, horrific tragedy out of their control. Jeff Gladney passes away. DeAndre Hopkins gets suspended for six games, and now you have one of your best players, regardless of age, not showing up, and you're vehemently frustrated, and Kelvin Beecham's going on local radio, Arizona Sports, with, with Wolfley, just basically saying, like, it's a family stuff. He's going to do what he needs to do. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how you take this anything other it's a disaster. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, it, it, him willing to walk away from $10 million, and he played the center position. He had a couple big money years there, Johnny, where he made, what, $13 million yeah. total salary with the Raiders before being traded to the Arizona Cardinals. But he'd be walking away, as you said, for close to $18 million. Uh, I mean, that's he's really this really has to be something unless he feels like hey there's nobody on the roster that's really aiming for my position i can take my time i don't have to go show up and play in 110 degree heat and and just wear it like i'm a rookie and i i can maybe show up when when the lights get a bit a little bit brighter for the regular season and and, and know that the arizona cardinals would welcome him back with with open arms you know so I, I don't I don't know what's going on. It didn't seem like from the comments from Calvin Beecham on Arizona sports or the comments. Uh, let's hear from J Justin Pugh also talked about Rodney Hudson uh, in, in his absence today. Rodney's my guy. Um, saw him a few weeks ago when we were I was down in Florida. I saw him, you know, he's at my bachelor party. He's at my wedding. I don't talk football with him. Sometimes when we get out of here and then we know things are going on, we don't talk football. We just kind of relax and, and get away from it. Obviously, we, we love Rodney. Um, Wish he was here, but that's that's something above my pay grade. That's not a conversation that I'm going to have. I, I above his pay grade, still, yeah, he's not in Arizona. Doesn't sound like. Right. I don't think he's in. If he's in, that, he was in Florida for Pew's wedding, bachelor party. We don't talk football. Me, like, if I was convinced, let's say Bo left the show and was and and I we didn't have answers, and Saul comes on the program and he's like unexcused, and then somebody asks me what's going on with Bo. If I felt like Bo was coming back, I'm like, I would say that. I'm like, I'm confident we'll see him eventually. 
he's ride or die. When the season begins, I know he's going to be right there next to me. No one said any of that today. And I don't know if they're worried about him losing leverage in this scenario, but it's like, if if he really does want to skip mandatory minicamp, the Cardinals are known to be a little bit more of a looser establishment as it mm-hmm. relates to Cliff Kingsbury. That's why Zach Ertz loves it here. You know, I, I feel like they could work something like that out. Like, hey guys, I don't want to touch anything football related until July. And I like, you could tell with his body language how frustrated Cliff was. I I don't know how this can be taken anything other than either he wants more money, which again the Cardinals have money, and you're you, you either have an All Pro center or you don't, or he wants to retire. Or he wants to miss, you know, work and still get paid for it. But when you miss mandatory, it's this isn't missing a voluntary OTAs. This is missing where you you get docked for this. So you know, is it are they trying to figure out like what's going on? Why are you not here? And he's saying, well, I still want to get 100 percent of my paycheck. That's something that could potentially be above their pay grade, and they're they don't even know what to say about it. They're just going to kind of say stay tight lip for their boy. As he said, I mean, he was in his wedding. He was at his bachelor party. He's not going to throw his guy under the bus. But And they know how important he is. It's it's just you hope it's leverage. You really do. You hope that there's no true threat, right? Am I, am I right, Johnny? Man, it sets a bad precedent for the rest of the organization that guys are just like, I, I just don't want to show up. I, I just don't want to be there. I don't want to be in the heat and, and practicing in June when we're going to, you know, it's going to be two days and then we're going to be off for the next month and a half. And then it's just a, the grind of the season hits. I don't know if it's that though, because I feel like they would be okay. I just, something tells me they'd be okay with that. Um, with how loose they've been with Kyler. I mean, Rodney Hudson is one of their better players. What do you they mean had loose to, though? What do you mean loose? Well, I mean, Kyler hasn't had to come to anything unless he wanted to be there. He's never been put pressure on to show up that we've seen publicly, right? It's kind of come and go as you want. Guy, I mean, Rodney could come and kind of like fake an injury and just be like, guys, I'm not feeling it right now. I need to rehab on my own. I also think like the Cardinals traded for Rodney Hudson last year and gave up a third round pick. They have a lot invested in him because they know once upon a time, the original plan by the Raiders and John Gruden were to cut Rodney Hudson because of his salary. Had he hit the open market, he would not have been an Arizona Cardinal. He would have gone to Kansas City. That's where he started his career. He has Midwestern roots. He wanted to end up somewhere back in the Midwest. So by trading for him, they had to then convince him to take some money and stay here long term. And they were able to do that. And I think we all just assumed at that point, this is put to bed. Maybe it's not. Maybe he's saying to himself, you guys need to give me more money if I'm going to stay out here. I have no ties out here. Maybe he's trying to force his way out. Maybe he wants to go to. Here's another thing that's interesting is there are some teams now that need centers that are, you know, right now better teams on paper than the Arizona Cardinals. San Francisco needs a center. Maybe he's trying to force his way out. I don't I don't agree with that. But there I, I do believe he is unhappy with some some kind of infrastructure because I you don't see Kingsbury that emotional. I didn't see Kingsbury that emotional in games last year that they lost, and he takes all the blame, and he doesn't put anything on the players. He takes 100% ownership. One of the reasons I love Cliff, today it was very much like, we're upset Rodney Hudson's not here. It's unexcused. Let's let's see the clip one more time. I want to I watch this body language you're talking about. No update. Um, we're working through something with him. As soon as we know, we'll, we'll have that update. Um, not excused. He's doing this. He's doing one of these. <laughs> He's doing it's a little bit of this. Listeners. Yeah, he's, he's just kind of throwing his, his arm know, his guys. Hand down at the table. What's happening? Um, right. It's 
if Cliff here, I'm gonna do an impression of Cliff. If if this if this was okay, you know, Rodney's he's a pro's pro. It's it's unexcused. We're working it out right now. We're hoping he's back. It's gonna hopefully take care of itself, right? Just like if you go back and watch those Robert Alford clips last year, it's like we you know we expect him here. We hope he's here. We're gonna let him take care of what he needs to take care of with his family. This is this is very much like guys. We're frustrated by this whole thing. I'm going to do this a couple more times. So uh, Jalen Blair in the chat, if we're being honest, Rodney Hudson had one of his worst years last year. Well, he had COVID, right? He was learning a new system. Um, he got dinged up a little bit, but I would agree. He wasn't Pro Bowl material last year, but man, did you see the center position each of the last couple of years before they got him? Having a good center to having an average to below average center is the difference between Kyler Murray finishing the season healthy and, and going on injured reserve. Yeah, we were singing the praises of A.Q. Shipley at one point, an undersized guy just for showing up. And, and Mason Cole, same thing. He got like an attendance, uh, you know, record, whatever. Like he played every yeah, game. Yeah, you finished but, the season. Yeah, way to go, man. You played 16 games, but you weren't very good. You were penalized twice a game in the last couple of games of your Cardinal career, and then you went to Minnesota, and you were a little bit better. But no, it, it, not with, if with, the, with the potential of Rodney Hudson leaving this organization, the Arizona Cardinals offensive line immediately becomes their biggest liability. More so than cornerback. Easily more so, more than, so corner, than pass More so pressure. than defensive line. I, I mean, it becomes the biggest problem for the Arizona Cardinals, especially when they're about to pay Kyler Murray $40-plus million a season. Yeah, it's an issue. Um, Justin Pugh, it's interesting in the chat. People are saying it's intriguing. I agree with that. And then you got Justin Pugh telling Darren Urban of azcardinals.com like he was going to retire this offseason. No, that was during the his Cardinals. press conference today. Yeah, he was talking. Yeah. To, he was in there. It was during his media availability, and that's really kind of what he led off with. He said, like, I, I thought it, last year was my final season. That's what Justin Pugh was saying. It was going to be my last year. They asked me to restructure last year, and, you know, after that happens, that's pretty much, you know, the writings on the wall that you're going to be, you're one and done. But then apparently this, this off season before they went and checked out Blake Shelton at country thunder, he, Steve Kime came to him with a number that Justin Pugh liked. So, you know, they, 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 you know, negotiated and figured it out. And now he's back, got married. And now he's on a track to go from 265 pounds, which is not guard playing weight trying to get up to snuff as far as how much weight he's supposed to, that I misquoted on, on, by the way, he corrected me. He's gaining a pound a week, Johnny. He's, he's eating 5,000 calories a day. And uh, I mean, it's not great. It's real. It's not, it's, it's not great. It's awful. I mean, their, their offensive line situation is atrocious right now. You know how many offensive linemen folks in the chat the Cardinals have under contract in 2023. This is how many, none of them, not Kelvin Beecham, not Will Hernandez, we assume, is going to be the right guard. We'll see. Not DJ Humphreys. Not Rodney Hudson. What about Josh Jones? Is he starting? Josh Jones is oh, starting. Sorry. Starting. Okay. And then Justin Pugh. There's your five, right? So we could be in a scenario in which it's only Josh Jones. I think they get something done with Humphreys because what choice do you have to not bring him back? But I, I to me, if I'm Kyler Murray, and, and I ruined your perfect transition into our bite from Cliff Kingsbury... <laughs> If I'm Kyler Murray, I want my money because good hell, what kind of offensive line am I going to have this year? Kingsbury talked about Kyler's contract today. There's no doubt. Um, I mean, he's he's the leader of this franchise. You know, we're about to make him um, like 
I'm sure the highest paid player in this franchise history. And, and so he understands what comes with that. And, and the guys know what he can be at his best. And, and anytime uh, we can get the whole band out there, um, things pick up. I'm praying before training camp. I just want him there if they want a training camp. Me too. I would like him there. We're all going to play. pray. Let us pray <laughs> that Kyler Murray, who has been a good soldier, I would say I was, I'm wrong on Twitter. Very few, but I was I was wrong about the fact that I did not believe he was going to show up without a contract. He's been a good soldier. He's there at mandatory minicamp. He was there for a little bit of OTAs. Look at this B-roll. Tremendous work by producer Jacob of our boy K1. Everything else is going to shit right now with this team. <laughs> not really, but there's number one, your franchise. That's the difference between going to the playoffs and not. For everything that's gone on in the Valley, the Suns, you know, collapse in the playoffs. Diamondbacks are under 500. You know, you got number one, you got a chance to be pretty good. So get this deal done, please. Steve Kime, Michael Bidwell, really Michael Bidwell, Bo. It's as strong as a soundbite as that is from Cliff Kingsbury to, you know, to there. He did say more during the press, his press availability. Like he doesn't know if like a deal's not done, if he's going to be there. I, I mean, that's, that's the sense I got from him. He's praying that it gets done. He's trending that way. Obviously, yeah. both sides, they're acting in good faith. We've seen Kyler now, voluntary OTAs. We've seen him hang out with his teammates in the offseason. We, of course, see him get excited about Hollywood Brown. And now we see him day one, a mandatory minicamp. But, you know, Cliff didn't, like, rule out that if there's not, there's not pen the paper on a mega deal, that he is going to show up and continue to be that good soldier come training camp. So that it's, there's certainly work to be done because as he mentioned, he's going to be the highest paid player in franchise history. That doesn't, uh, you don't just say, Hey, just draw that contract up. Do, do we have that? Is there a highest paid player in franchise history contract that we can just you know send to Eric Burkhart and he can figure it out. There's a lot of things that they need to negotiate and figure out between now and the end of July when they inevitably take the field. Uh, I can't wait to open up training camp. Justin Pugh, our starting center, uh, <laughs> and then Colt McCoy under center. That'll be great. That'll be great for uh, Valley vibes. But uh, I do think this gets done for Michael Bidwell, especially with all this. If you lose Rodney Hudson in the next three weeks, right, uh, and you got to go out and make a move. And listen, I don't want to speculate on this pod about Rodney Hudson potentially leaving the Cardinals and who they're going to sign until it actually happens because I think they go out and sign a, a JT Treader or whatever mm -hmm. his name is or God forbid, a Billy Price, like we know where this is trending. So I think no news is good news on the free agent front with the Cardinals and Steve Kime. But until we get to that point, I think if you're Michael Bidwell, it's like, yeah, I probably need to get this done. I probably need to strap in in the month of June, get together with Eric, hammer something out so I can go full steam ahead with training camp. Listen, we're full steam ahead here with PHNX and DraftKings. But I don't know if you tuned into the game last night, made a little bit of cash on the Warriors money line minus three and a half, but Steph I Curry didn't have any like Steph Curry three props. I did. I did. Ooh. Yes, I did. Yeah, I tried to on Friday of last week. I tried to while well, I did. I got three threes in the first half at plus money. Try. I got a little greedy last night. I tried to do four <laughs> threes in the first half. That did not work out for me. But um, Jalen Brown didn't perform either, which was disappointing. I mean, he had as many threes as you and I did last night. Was it was mm -hmm. the first time in 233 games without a three. It was just yeah. a, that's what we call a bad beat, my friend. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, you can get those from time to time on DraftKings. Oh, yeah. But the good news is they're constantly giving out these sweet, sweet promo codes like PHNX. <laughs> so if you're ready for NBA champs to be crowned, it could happen as early as Thursday. Join the finals right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the NBA. 
an official sports betting partner. New customers can make any $5 bet, get $150 in free bets instantly. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals with DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 Same Game Parlay, won over $5,000. Unbelievable, yet very believable. If you've been on DraftKings, you can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. It's called action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook app. An official sports betting partner of the NBA, 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only, minimum $5 deposit eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details, Bo. I see you drinking at Four Peaks. Uh, mm. Wow, right there. Delicious. That's Delicious. The, my, just, my new favorite. Absolutely. Yeah, the Joyride. Wow, unbelievable. Or is it the Joy Bus? I believe the, they uh, partnered up with a charity foundation. Very cool. They partnered up with us here at PHNX Sports, which is the perfect partnership. And when yeah. you've got news like Rodney Hudson maybe exiting the Arizona Cardinals organization, you want to get yourself maybe a case of Kilt Lifter, a case yeah. of Hazy or Peach Ale, one of Johnny's favorites, Gold Ooh, yeah. Lager, Double Knot, whatever it may be to help kind of a little tear in your beer. But regardless, you're going to have a delicious beer and some delicious food. If you want to go check out Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe, of course, down there on 8th Street, like they've been since 1996. You can check them out in the airport as well. Nice. Uh, I mean, is there anything better than an airport beer? No, especially beer when, rankings? You're, when you're coming to the Valley. There's nothing better <laughs> than an airport beer. Depends on where it really depends on where you're going. I guess if you're preparing for a trip, like I, I have to go back home. Uh, and not too long, but I'm driving with my family, so I can't have an airport beer. But typically, if I have to fly back to Illinois, I will have an airport beer just to get through my kids on an airplane. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of happier times. I'm thinking, like, it, it's it's tough to beat when you're going on a fun trip. Like, I'm going to Hawaii next week. I, you Ooh. you brought this the mood down. You brought the vibe way down. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it way up. It's, it's fantastic when you're about to go on an adventure – to start yeah. it off with an airport beer. It's like up there with a shower beer. You ever had a shower beer before? God, I don't think I've ever had a beer in, in the shower. Either. Not not None? since my fr- – listen, not since probably my fraternity days, like maybe 12, 12, 14 years ago. Not like as a homeowner. I don't shower think beers shower are up there beer. with shower hamburgers. Can we have a can we can the three of us get together, have a shower beer with our swim no. trunks on maybe? Do a, do a segment on it? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm so thrown off that producer hamburgers to us. I don't think we can sell four peaks on on that three no. way shower beer. Uh, I, I think I we mean, sell a shit ton of four peaks. If this we thing is together. just taking a complete left turn. I thought we were going to celebrate and all like agree <laughs> that that airport beers are fantastic because four peaks is in. It was a terminal four down there at uh, at Sky Harbor. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and the food is unbelievable. <laughs> course we're just pumped to be partnered with four peaks must be 21 or older older of course and enjoy responsibly our brand new partners uh four peaks as i it's right above me here on the on the youtube but we continue our conversation it was mandatory mini camp madness today in tempe here here i thought okay it's back i'm back on the beat i'm here i'm i'm just 
just sweating my ass off at practice. It was great mm-hmm. to see K1 out there. It was great to see DeAndre Hopkins, who stretched with the team, and then he's still rehabbing that knee. And you've got uh, the new additions. You've got Hollywood Brown out there. You've got uh, Trey McBride, who made a nice catch from Kyler Murray during the open portion of practice. He was looking good. He also talked to the to the media today. And then you, you start to kind of like take attendance, like I'm Ben Stein and Ferris Bueller's day off. And I start saying, you know, Rodney Hudson's name and I'm saying Zach Allen's name and they're not there. Zach Allen was excused. He seems fine. I think he's just nursing that ankle injury. And then, uh, but the Rodney Hudson thing is, is concerning. Also the conversation continued with your two linebackers, Johnny, that you're, that you, the defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph said it's their time and they're going to rely upon this season to really kind of take this defense up a notch that lost the key player like Chandler Jones. It's their time, but it's not their time. Um, right. It's 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 Isaiah Simmons' time here. Look to 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 run with the defensive backs, which is great. Like I here, I, I beggars can't be choosers in this scenario. Like I just want Isaiah Simmons on the field. So this is less about him at this point. Tweener, he's going to play in the secondary. He's going to play in the base defense, hopefully. You know, he did talk today that he he's going to play some inside backer. Like, he does view that as his primary position. So, like, shit, if they, you know, on third down, they got a bunch of wideouts out, he's got to go up against Travis Kelsey in the secondary. I'm okay with that. The stuff that's going on with Zayvon Collins is incredibly concerning. And, Bo, you told me about a soundbite before the show today that I had not heard. And it really just kind of continues to to dig the grave of the former 16th overall pick. And I don't want to seem dramatic, but I will be Johnny drama in the sense that <laughs> this was a kid that was an academic All-American at Tulsa, I think for consecutive seasons. And you thought, okay, at the very least, he'll be able to, to garner an NFL playbook. And then, Bo, what took place today? Well, we've got the clip of Isaiah Simmons. He's, he's kind of talking about his leadership qualities, how he's trying to take a step forward as a leader. But also in that, he uh, he kind of shed some light as far as his relationship with the second-year linebacker, Zayvon Collins. I definitely want to exert myself more as a leader because that's just who I've been. You know, I don't, I don't really have a problem with saying something to anyone because at the end of the day, I'm not really here to be anybody's friends. We're all here to make the – you know, we're all trying to get to the Lombardi Trophy. So – I mean, if you don't like what I'm saying, then you're probably in it for the wrong reasons because I'm not saying anything to hurt anyone's feelings to call anyone out. It's just all for the better of us. And the thing is, when I'm saying this, I want people to say the same things back to me or else, like I said, we're not in it for the right reasons. So, um, yes, I would would like to become a more prominent leader on this team. Um, I feel like that's just who I've been, who I was at Clemson. So, I mean, I shouldn't change here. I think a lot of it does, you know, just being two young guys kind of controlling the defense. Um, I feel like our chemistry together um, is really, really important. And I said this last year in an interview, like I didn't think that I was going to be friends with Zayvon based off his interviews. Uh, but, you know, he's actually grown into being one of my best friends on the team. So, um, you know, I had to get after him a little bit last week, you know, just telling them, like, Come on now, like we can't, we don't got time to be BSing around. We don't have to, like the mistakes and stuff that we've been making before, we got to eliminate those and make new mistakes moving forward. And, you know, it wasn't something he wanted to hear, but I think at the end, you know, he realized that I was telling him that for the better of us, not, I mean, really the better, yeah, the better of us, the team, opposed to just harping on him like everybody, because I know how he feels. Everybody's just at you, like, you know, it's like she feels like you can't do anything right. And, 
I'm just letting them know that's not what it was. You know, it's just everybody's trying to get that Super Bowl ring at the end of the year. So that's all it is. And he, and he understands, you know, it's all love. It's all just everybody trying to get better. That's super concerning. <laughs> is it? Is, is Zayvon Collins, I'm, it's, it is concerning. Is Zayvon Collins at the end of the day just going to be a guy who, some supremely gifted athlete that just, it never clicks at the NFL level. And I know we're only a year into this, but he's got his counterpart in inside linebacker echoing a lot of what he said last week. And to a lesser extent, what Vance Joseph has said, where just like, he, you just make too many mistakes. Like you're a liability on the field. Yeah, no, it, it's it's an absolute red flag. It, it's like going on a first date, and the girl tells you tells you she has five cats. Like that's that's an absolute like red flag. That you know this might not be going the direction you want it to go. It's not. Hey, he he can't do it. He's not going to do it. He's never going to do it. He's not. It's it's going to be overmatched. But right now, where you're here, like where Zavin said he was last week when he had his own press availability, and yeah. where his is who a guy who describes him as one of his best friends on the team that he had to get in his, in his ear last week mm-hmm. that, Hey, you're not doing the right thing. We can't make the same mistakes again. We've got to have new mistakes to learn. We can't be making the same damn mistakes we were doing in 2021. We, we got to get beyond. We got to, we got to learn from those already. So it's concerning. It is- and he's saying, Hey, I'm not, I'm not making, I'm not, I might not make the calls. I may be, you know, playing this, this versatile role. It's not going to be on me to be this mic guy anymore. It's like, well, okay, we're backpedaling from where we thought you were originally going to be a 16th overall pick out of Tulsa. Uh, I think th- this was a question that was asked earlier today, and I think it warrants it being asked right now. With the Cardinals cap situation, what it is, and they have ample cap room. They can make any move they want to make. Should the Arizona Cardinals, and I think that, hindsight this was a mistake, should they have hung on Jordan Hicks for another season? Because there was a team in Minnesota Vikings that were quick to snatch him up and the Cardinals signed Nick Vigil, who it looks like he's going to play a prominent role. Let me tell everybody who doesn't know this, and I, our fans are very educated. They know this already, but it bears repeating. Nick Vigil cannot lace up Jordan Hicks's cleats. They are not the same caliber player, and that's the reality of what we're going to see this season. I think it was a gross mistake. Jordan Hicks, friend of the program, by the way, came on right before their L.A. playoff game. I think it was a huge mistake letting him go now. You needed that as a contingency plan. And I think maybe they thought they had to do right by Jordan Hicks, which I appreciate. They let him go early in the offseason so he could find a new home, and he did quickly. But now you've got a young man in Zayvon Collins, number 25, 16th overall pick, that, number one, can't call the defense, that does not sound like he's going to be an every-down player. You know, I got an article, gophnx.com, that you can read right now about why, given everything, just make it easy for this young man, kick him outside, let him play outside linebacker. You have to consume significantly less at that position. He played that position almost to a T perfectly against Dallas and Layla Collins last year in week 17. Check it out right now. Go phnx.com 99 cents for the first month, eight 99 for the subsequent month, or you become a member for the year uh, just under 60 bucks. You can read that article right now, but Bo, I, I think our initial thought was, Oh, we're going to talk about Isaiah Simmons playing in the secondary. Is that concerning? And then we hear that bite and it's like, Isaiah Simmons right now is the least of our problems because as people are in the comments saying this, he looks like the Hulk. I really do now believe, I didn't believe this maybe two weeks ago, Simmons is going to have the better season. Mm-hmm. Simmons, is they need him to be an ass kicker, top 10 pick, have a gaudy stat line each and every week because I think Zayvon Collins, complete enigma, complete unknown going into this year. Yeah, and I tend to agree with you. I, I think that actually Isaiah Simmons is going to have a monster season. 
Yeah. When he says that he's got a hundred percent grasp of as far as the playbook, mm-hmm. he, he's not only knows his role, he knows other roles. You know, he's no longer drinking out of a fire hose any longer. Like he knows yeah. he's just he's just sipping it in now. It's like a it's a nice four peaks kilt lifter. He's just sipping it down. That delicious, mm. yeah, that wow that you're drinking right now. That's him in the playbook, and it's and it's looking good. It goes down smooth. Where he said, as you know, Zayvon Collins is taking it. He he's like public enemy number one he's somebody and it's and it's that tough love that i think the arizona cardinals are trying to beat into him right now and sure it's not exactly fun to be zavin collins but they they have to at a necessity for this guy not to you know go the wrong direction and trend like he did in his rookie season he's just got a long way to go uh and as far as we're, we're not counting him out i'll say that again uh i see jose no we root for well. we want him to do well but i mean it's and it's it's part it's it's part of the system too. Like it's yeah. not just the Zayman Collins thing. Like we're seeing Isaiah Simmons going to year three. We've seen guys that have gone into year three, year four, Hassan Reddick, where they, I mean, they didn't know if they could play at the NFL level. So uh, that's, that's where Zayman Collins is right now. Like he's going to have to prove the rest of the way uh, that he belongs at this level. Is it, I'll play devil's advocate and I'll okay. say I'm I'm Zayvon Collins' dad and I'm making a case for why it's it's not going well and I'm going to put ownership a little bit on Vance Joseph who clearly his scheme is not rookie friendly at the linebacker position because Isaiah Simmons granted he did not play an every down linebacker role at Clemson but he played a higher level of competition and couldn't get on the field as a rookie and so is it fair to expect a kid that played in the AAC at the University of Tulsa to come in and completely grasp and take Vance Joseph's defense by storm. I think we all wanted that to be the case. I selfishly did. Oh, he was an every down linebacker. It's going to be a little bit more seamless. Like, I don't even know if if we could get a tailor-made prospect that was a top 10 pick for this franchise that went to Alabama and played under Nick Saban and their defense and, and plugged into Vance Joseph's defense. I don't think that's good enough for Vance Joseph. And that's the unfortunate part is I know that right now, Zayvon Collins is a better athlete, not football player, better athlete overall, has a hot, much higher upside than Nick Vigil. Right. But I, I think we're going to see Nick Vigil at least through the first quarter, if not half of the season, and for better or worse. If he struggles, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, man, it's like two years ago it was Jordan Hicks and it was Devondre Campbell. Last year it was Jordan Hicks and a bunch of just mismatched. Tanner Vallejo started that playoff right. game. You are doing yourself a disservice, continually taking first-round top 20 prospects at the linebacker position, and then not only – kind of misusing them and and fumbling their development, but you don't even play them. It doesn't make any sense. And it's the reason why this team right now is Kyler Murray and a little bit top heavy as a roster. Well, it's unfortunately putting another body on the field because if you have Zavin and he's not playing Mike and you've got, uh, you've got Isaiah Simmons and he's not playing Mo or Sam and he's playing maybe more nickel. That means you have to make room on the defense for two actual linebackers most of mm-hmm. the time. Like you're going to have to have Nick Vigil out there. You're going to have to have Tanner Vallejo. So you're t- you're having two guys who are not replacement level caliber players s- playing significant snaps in your defense. Where you're where you already have you know on the the interior defensive line. You know you're rolling the dice as far as what you're going to run out there. Is it going to be Lucky Foto? Is it going to be Rashad Lawrence? Uh, is it is it somebody they haven't signed yet? So the second level of your defense is going to be Vallejo at times and Nick Vigil. Like you're you're really handicapping yourself by these guys not having a real role 
a defined role. And, and it's, it's, as much as I think Isaiah Simmons can handle that, you know, Zayvon Collins, I don't, I don't know if he can. The thing is, like, Dallas was able to find a way to utilize, and I know they're not the same athlete, but it's not far off. I mean, it's it was it was five picks in the draft between Micah Parsons and and, a, and Zayvon Collins. Like, you can't find a way to utilize a, a gifted athlete like Zayvon Collins. There, that, there, there's an issue there. Well, we saw mock drafts. Now, granted, it was because of Micah pa- Parsons' off-the-field concerns. Yeah. We saw mock drafts leading up to that Thursday night that Micah Parsons fell behind Zayvon Collins, and Zayvon Collins was going over Micah Parsons in certain mock drafts. And I detail it in my article, the Raiders were going to take Zayvon Collins at pick, I think, 18, 19, or 20, wherever they picked at the tail end of the teens. Zayvon Collins is not some wash prospect that had no business going where he did. But I think, to your point, it's like, does Vance Joseph put these rookies in the best position to succeed? Of course not. Dan Campbell did that last year. That's why I think a lot of us were like, if you can make an upgrade at coordinator that is more, I don't know, youth friendly, you may want to look into that. But everything that came out with Steve Wilkes and they wanted continuity, and I get that. But man, oh man, what makes this Rodney Hudson news that much more concerning is it just feels like the defense is going to have to figure shit out for the first couple weeks of the season, if not longer. And you're going to need Kyler Murray in that offense. Uh, all cylinders go, right? And the offense might have to win games 35-32 or you know, 40-35 to 35 or whatever until they figure out what exactly this defense is. Because man, oh man, right now on paper, they are significantly worse last year. No Chandler Jones. There's no Robert Alford right now. There's no Jordan Hicks. You've got uncertainty with J.J. Watt's health. So, you know... Y- y- you're not in a good spot defensively. And and right now there's not a lot you can do to ease that. There's not a free agent. You can go out and sign. You've kind of made your bed. This is what you have. So you better make the most of it, Bo. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it was hot out there today. Of course, summer temperatures are they're heating up. And of course, wanting everybody to stay healthy out there. COVID-19 vaccines, they're free for everyone. Five and older, those 12 and older are also now eligible for that booster Two years into this thing, there isn't a better option right now than getting that shot. COVID-19 vaccines free for everyone five and older, as I said. 12 and older, you're eligible for that booster. Numbers are rising. Put yourself, put your family in the best position to stay safe and stay healthy. Get out there online. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine. Find a location near you. That's azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for location near you. It is over my man's left-hand shoulder. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors for our brand-new sponsor, check out OG's. OG's Brands has plenty to offer. Visit ogbrands.com. That's ogsbrands.com to find the closest one nearest to you. They've got a ton of quality flavors. My favorite, of course, pina colada, but they've got creamsicles, blackberries, cream, watermelon, uh, chill indica, uplifting stativia, whatever you want. It's Frank Sanders, edible of choice, by the way. The great Frank Sanders. We had somebody on the podcast earlier. Where is Frank? Frank will be back on Thursday and Friday. And uh, who knows? My dabble into some OGs. Not on the program, of course, but uh, we love OGs. We love all of our sponsors here. And speaking of sponsors, Bo, um, we're going to close with this. I thought this was interesting because it got a lot of blowback on the Twitter streets today. So the NFL came out today and uh, they basically said, hey, we're not making Pizza Hut 
the official pizza of the NFL anymore. I didn't know that Pizza Hut was the official pizza, you know, really? once upon a time. I think, I think it was Papa John's. And then you don't remember Daryl from The Office, like every other commercial during a oh, playoff God, football yeah. game? I blocked that out. It was Papa <laughs> John's once upon a time. Papa got in a little bit of trouble. Uh, and so they went to Pizza Hut, and now they've pivoted. They've pivoted to an old friend here. So starting this year, the NFL announced that Little Caesars is now the new official sponsor of the NFL pizza sponsor, replacing Pizza Hut. And boy, oh boy, there it is right there. So I am I'm a little bit frustrated because the outreach of anger on social media today was like, who eats Little Caesars? We hate Little Caesars. I haven't been to a Little Caesars in 10 years. Um, we will not stand for that on this podcast, or at least I won't. So, so most of you know I live in Maricopa, Arizona. The culinary options are, let's just call them limited for your boy. And so it's always a good idea to pick up a Little Caesars pie. Oh, my so God. Got, and so, you know, I just I want to show everybody right now one of the best combinations you can make. You can support PHNX with a Fort Peaks brewery. Will you stop here. this? And then you can dive in a little bit of Caesars. This is how your boy does it. So you get the pizza, right? Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Sponsorship in the NFL. Cheesy jalapeno. You do one of these here. You do one of these maneuvers. Oh That's good stuff. Now, a lot of people say this is cardboard pizza. It's not. Look how thick it's it is. Up, it's a step above that. I got this pizza. I walked in before the show today. Six bucks for this pizza. If that doesn't scream NFL availability, price, you just you can't go wrong with it. So I was pretty excited about this move. I will not stand for it. Their crate, their crazy bread is on point. Cheesy jalapeno, fantastic. Little Caesars now the official sponsor of the NFL. Look at that crazy bread. Are they sponsored our, our podcast? Why do we have to go to bat for little Caesars like this? Because number one, it's great. As no, Saul says, it's in not the, in what. It's not. Right. It's, I, I, I mean, I it's just barely even go. top five as far as the delivery pizza options. It's not better it's than not, Domino's. It's not better than Pizza Hut. It's not better than uh, Papa it John's. It's dethroned Pizza Hut. It's going, you know what, Little Caesars I is got, be? I've got Hungry Howie's above it as far as my, my rankings. I don't even know what, what the is. hell is that? The Batman Calzone? <laughs> the Batman Calzone, once upon a time, <laughs> Shane and I were going to get. They were sold out because people love them. I've never been to a... a uh, a little Caesars, it wasn't packed. So if, if nobody's eating them, then why is it always crowded when I go into Little Caesars? Here's what Little Caesars is going to be. Once upon a time in the 90s, Little Caesars reigned supreme. Pizza, pizza, the little guy. Everybody loved yeah. that, right? A Kurt, a Kurt Warner rise out of nowhere with the St. Louis Rams. Then it's fallen some tough times. It had to back up Eli Manning for a little bit. It's come now, risen from the ashes here in the desert. And now I think we're going to be talking about the NFL buying low on. It never played at a Kurt Warner level, though. It was never yes, it Kurt did. Warner on the Rams. No, your recency bias. Little season in the nineties. No, slapped, there's not recency. Now. Like I've had it. It's been bad. It's stayed bad. It's not it's bad. Never going to get good. Well, I'm we disappointed so well in the NFL that they would actually let everything. Little Caesars buy them and and try to just pawn this off like it's it's 18, up it's equal to the rest of the the pizza delivery places 18 months from now little caesar's is going to be the number one uh takeout pizza in america it will take over <laughs> just wait roger goodell their marketing conglomerates the, the geniuses at the nfl front offices will make little caesar's the most elite pe takeout pizza game i can't believe didn't you put little Domino's caesar's didn't little, little caesar's, caesar's pretty much like bankrupt the city of detroit didn't they just screw them over on like a stadium oh, no. deal too aren't they no just awful man. people and you're gonna sit no there and you're just that. gonna eat their pizza 
pretend you like it. Johnny, can we make Mar- some, can we make a bet what? of some sort where if you lose, you have to dress up as the Little Caesars man? <laughs> I'll do that for free. I'll do that if we win. Okay, let's 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 it. do it on Friday. Well, I'm a little busy. Please stop taking bites of that horrible pizza. Oh man, awful for well, we do a Maricopa. <laughs> There's a Denny's, there's an IHOP, and motherfucker, there's a Little Caesars. <laughs> Be sure to like, subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review. This is what we do here at PHNX. We have a great time. We eat the best pizza money can buy for six fifty. Um, they what threw in this dipping sauce for free, by the way. It's way better they than do. Little Caesars. Well, way better. Let's get four pizzas in Arizona. Maybe our, our GM can pull some pull some his uh, weight, and we can get that we can get that going in Maricopa. I don't know. I don't know if they want to go out there where it's like it's John, the the venerable family and who else in, in Copa? <laughs> the clientele. It's a little dicey. A little dicey. Not here on PHNX though. Be sure to like, subscribe, fam. Leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. Maybe we'll have resolution on the Rodney Hudson scenario tomorrow. Maybe we get an Adam Schefter tweet. Maybe your boys here PHNX here or something. But in the meantime, be sure. Check out gophnx.com, 50, or excuse me, 99 cents for the first month, 8.99 for the subsequent months. Become a member just under 60 bucks. Hang with myself, Bo, and others. Membership Discord. Can't wait to party with you guys later this year. Our tailgates are going to be off the chain when the season kicks off. PHNX Sports on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Eat your pizza. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>